feel the same sitting in my living room doing a podcast no. i missed no. the studio already no how no, no, are we going to do just this just until now, we'll just let them i know until i will hopefully i don't know it'll be like six weeks we might be able to do it socially distanced who fucking Bruh, who I, knows, reckon, but... I reckon this is going to be i reckon this is going to be until summer mate you know like months and months and months of just this I don't know if I can do it. Just, just fucking. I think what we should do. Just is, hurry up and inject everybody, innit? So start injecting I think people. What we should, sleep. <laughs> I think what we should do. I think we should build another cabin next door to the cabin, and have windows so I can be in one cabin, you can be in the other cabin, and it's all good. Do you know if it was anybody else in the world saying that to me, I'd be. I'd think they wasn't serious. But then next thing I know, you'd be going up with some wood. I'm like. Where the fuck are you going with all that wood? Yeah, do you know what I mean? So why not? I've got, I've got free time. Why not just build a little cabin? I just but how's your... What have you been up to? Oh, yeah, you tell but... me. You tell... No, you always go first. What have you been up to? I do always go first because I'm more interested than you, I guess. But um, So I finished, I finished now Danielle's walking wardrobe and it is banging. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't like too fussed about a walking wardrobe before and I built it and I'm like, this is some James Bond 007 bad man thing going on in here, bruv. I'm telling you now, mm. I love it. But the worst part was like, so I'd done half of it uh, three days ago, two, three days ago, but I only put all my stuff in and her stuff was still in boxes on the floor. So like I was laughing that I built her a walking wardrobe, but I basically just bought my side first. And yeah. she had to wait. But yeah, you know it's good. I, so, I, I just, just now, just now, now, now hear me out. Don't shoot me down. But you were yeah. saying that obviously you, 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 um, you have the gin space that you know you can't really use at the moment, and you know whether yeah. you'll be able to keep the gym space and all that. What if you created lots of little um, glory hole booths in the gym and just had it uh, the MSP glory hole? <laughs> And then, yeah, but... because that's, essentially that's what I, the walking wardrobe is pretty much the same, you know, some four by two, some 
some plasterboard, but you just cut a little hole, you know, to get a jigsaw, cut a little hole. Yeah, yeah. Glory Don't hole even need a jigsaw. Yeah, yeah. And, and me, I, I'm a kinky bar. I've never been to a glory hole, so I could, like, break my glory hole kind of um, seal in... Cherry. In MSP. Yeah, my, my glory hole cherry in, in MSP Glory Hole Limited. Right, okay. Well, I think there's a couple of hurdles we might have to get over first before that can uh, become a thing. But um, well, yeah, if that, you convince Danielle, I would assume so, mate, right? I mean, well, like, Danielle let's be already uses it as a beauty room, so people are already going there for facials, so that's one, you know, that's already done. <laughs> <laughs> that's true uh, but, uh, yes listen i think i think the 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 many options that might be available to what msp fitness may become or turn into mm. i don't think a glory hole is going to be no, on the list work, if i'm honest I, 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 honestly, yeah. would you have to go to the council and be like listen i want to turn it into a glory hole room i don't know mate. well it would be change of use wouldn't it so yeah it would go from uh i don't think you could you could label uh glory Ho over what about, a fitness what about and dance if every girl every, hold on hear me out every girl that mm. went into the glory hole to suck off strange strange men's dicks had mm -hmm. to do some crunches before she went in and then you could say what it's saying to the gym or squatting down to do it yes yeah, exactly squatting down exercise yeah don't, don't you dare get on your knees I, I need to see squats when you're sucking that dick yeah, yeah. Well, again, yeah. Uh, do you know what? I can't see it passing, that, that but you know, just come to me, and I'm thinking that could be my million, million. <laughs> Why, are you not rich yet? <laughs> Why are you not rich yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell I've you always what, looked mate, at you, the glory hole. Before. That's not for me. That's. Well, did you put your dick in a glory hole? No. No, not for me no. either. Because I, you know, do, do, do you know what I mean? I don't know, I don't know why. Who's getting? Who's getting a kick out of that? But it's certainly not yeah. Me. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't really get it. Like, you know, I'm all for a blindfold and you know that central stuff. But like, yeah, I can't be bothered with sticking my fucking penis for a hole. Yeah. What if you get someone with teeth? You can't touch them. You can't get them off. With teeth? With, what would you mean with teeth? You're, you know, do you like, only the, let girls suck you off that don't have teeth. No, mate. You know the ones that like to use their teeth. Oh yeah, they're horrible, aren't they? Why are you, you doing? Can't, like, do the, Why are you, you using do your the, teeth down there? <laughs> you can't do the gentle palm to the forehead and <laughs> just yeah. You can stop that now. <laughs> That's why I always said if I ever like became like a hobo, homeless, and on drugs, I would I would um, purposely not brush my teeth so they fall out, and then I, I could give gummy blowjobs because that your premium would go up. <laughs> That's disgusting, but yeah, more more power to you, mate. <laughs> You know, what's been new with you anyway? I, uh, what's new with you? Today, today I got the confirmation that I am now a brand ambassador for mine. Oh, uh, hey, that's wicked. Uh, it is wicked. Yeah, it kind of literally only came through like, a, like an hour ago. Um, and I was like, I'd, I'd, I'd alluded to it on a podcast and I told you about it, but I was waiting for my DBS yeah. to come back. And, um, and that came back safe and... I'll be going on the website soon. I need to send some pictures and a bio and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's that's, nice. that's really nice. It's really nice so that what, I can now start what to is, forward. Yeah, what is in uh, what's in uh, what's like your responsibilities or your requirements as an um, ambassador? Just to to promote the brand, kind of. So they mm. might send me like t-shirts and stuff like that to wear yeah. on stage if that ever happens again. Um, and I'll go on like radio and podcasts and maybe even start doing a mental health podcast associated with mine 
and all stuff nice. like that. And it's it's a really I don't know, you know, they they approached me and um and it's in it and it's and it's really nice and you know, I'll be I'll be starting off um in, in my local area and working up and doing some stuff in London as well. So um and I, I can't wait. It's, it's, you know what? I'm I'm quite proud of myself in nice. in in a in a way because you know I've 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 worked hard in trying to do things. I do David's Coffee Club, which I'll be bringing to mind now as well. So we'll be doing kind of like virtual coffee alongside some of their other ambassador and patrons and and, and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to kind of just whatever I can some to good help. Plans. Um, yeah, because I kind of I always like listen. I know what it was like to be that low, and we don't need to go into that again. We did on the last episode, and and I just always thought from the day I started to get better, it was the first time I thought I don't want anyone else to kind of ever feel like that. So yeah. this is nice that I'm kind of making progress in that in that in that life in that field. Well, it's making it's making power out of the pain that you felt. Do you know what I mean? It's going through a process where you can someone can relate to you. So you could just be that different. I found it with, with personal training a lot. When I first started PT, I was obviously unhealthy, unfit, really fat, like, you know, no, had no training in my mind at all. But going through the process, like I used to laugh because I went from like a two XL, no, a three XL t-shirt all the way down to a medium t-shirt, right? Yeah, so I've seen really you then, small, you look horrendous, mate. It's I'm horrendous on both scales. So look, where I am now yeah, is where I'm is. happy, you know. And it was crazy because, like, because I'd been through that journey, I could just relate to anyone on that spectrum. Like, I could kind of draw through different different times or different scenarios that I had been through myself. So I know that with you and and calm, helping someone, even if it is just with conversation mine. or with or understanding oh sorry with mine sorry um or understanding that's our big rivals man i'm gonna I, i've already <laughs> i've already said to mine that we'll do a drive-by on carp <laughs> <laughs> but like it's that kind of thing where you can you know you can have a conversation with someone not necessarily tell them or give them the answers but just by having that conversation they can feel or see a scenario a little bit differently that might just make the difference. So I think it's a good look and it's another positive step. Exactly. And yeah. People yeah. tell you, oh, I know how you're feeling, but you don't, right? It's it's like it's like racism. I could never tell you how how it felt to be racially abused. I can't. I can sympathise and I can try and understand, but I can never fully know. And 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 that's you know what I've done with, with mental health. I will know. I will talk to people that are maybe further down the ladder than I am now and I will I will sympathize and I will you know show them that I have lived experience as well and just you know if it helps anybody if I help one person if I stop one person from you know jumping in front of a train and I don't have chihuahuas I've done a good job and that's yeah it. that's it I tell you what the other <laughs> good thing is we 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 dropped that that Sunday episode and I've had a lot of messages about that Sunday show that we done like there's a lot of people that loved having the extra episode um, and they liked how like we, we just kind of we were talking more on it. So I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to doing that, doing that regular, like yeah, I know we're going to try and get some guests, that, uh, that get is, some guests in there the now. Yeah. Um, that is the plan and um, we'll, we'll go forward and we'll get some like, so Sunday will be kind of a more, a kind of a laid bare kind of, um, as it mm. comes to this podcast where we go more into it's just more conversational than 
less less bantery but then we'll have a guest and um and every week and it'll be a different guest and i'll kind of you just trust me I could, i'll pick guests that i feel will have interesting conversations or have lived interesting lives and yeah you know well, and, i've already um, had, i've already had several several requests to be a guest on the show uh, let me be a guest <laughs> i want to be a guest <laughs> there was people His... dming me uh, on the has it come to this instagram page it was like let me come on and i was like yeah maybe but you know uh, we, we have to see because um you know, uh, for, first off, we're, we're going to get Reese from Reese's Pieces. That's our first guest, only because uh, Reese has, has obviously helped us with a podcast. And Reese used to be an international model, as I've alluded to before, and he's got some crazy stories about you know doing yeah, like yeah. The, you know like Fashion Week in Tokyo and and girls breaking like these these Japanese girls breaking into his apartment just to watch him sleep and stuff like. Just, just crazy stories. <laughs> but, um, but I think uh, I think it's good because it allows us to now we we we've been forced to do this apart and do like video oh not video sorry audio uh, podcast uh, virtual podcast like it's kind of cool because now we can pretty much invite anyone from anywhere in the world in on this star when it's not so much they have to come to the studio. Well, that, that's However, it. Also, um... No, I was like, however, like I am looking forward to the day that we can actually bring a guest to our studio course, that we built because that I think be it's it. like, um, yeah, all, and you know, I'd love a guest to come and you know have some. I don't drink that much anymore, but have a few beers and uh, and then go out for a night out in in Norwich would be would be great. It's what I want, but for now yeah. we can have guests um, all over. I'm going to bring in a new feature as well, um, where I'm going to talk to comedians. And not just as guests, but like, you know, I spoke to last week, like the, the worst time I've ever died on stage. So I'm yeah, going to speak yeah. to a few of my comedian mates and, and just do like a pre-recorded interview and then we'll insert it into, a, into the odd podcast. Just 10 minutes of me talking to them about the worst time they've died and how cringy that is. And Good, I'm looking forward to different that. Stories. So yeah. Doing that, yeah. And uh, apart from that, I think we can move on. I'll, I'll talk them... Uh, Tottenham beat some some plumbers and some binmen, so that was great. Yeah, Tottenham played a team. Tottenham played a team called Marine, who are you know a team just Marine. Marine, yeah, you'd never have heard of them because they're like the they're they're, they're like the eighth tier of English football. Basically, well, why they're, are they they're playing? Why? But in the FA Cup, you can play. You know, any every team in the country gets to play in the FA Cup, and you might have to start in like the summer and do preliminary rounds, preliminary rounds, preliminary rounds. And they had played, uh, they had played seven or eight matches to get to this point, and this was Tottenham's first match in the FA Cup. But it, it, that's why they say the magic of the FA Cup because it just means any team in the country can play any team, and and that's that, what happened. That, and, and Tottenham went there, and there was literally people. That this, the, 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 it wasn't even a stadium. There was one side, there was no stand. It was just people's houses, people in their what? garden with like with like prosecco <laughs> just watching the game. And, and this was and on then, TV. Yeah, it was, on, it was on TV, and then everyone was like, "Oh, look." Um, Oh, oh, look at, I hope I hope they beat Tottenham, you know, because it'll be like the true David versus Goliath. And I was thinking, no, I hope fucking Tottenham dick them for everything they get and they go home and they cry <laughs> to their kids. And they have to get up at 4 a.m. to go fucking empty everyone's bins and shut the fuck up, Marine. You got done 5 0, move on. Do you know what I mean? And they did. So that's great. And, uh, oh, and wow. moving on, we should move to the questions. Morgan. Let's get into those questions. Morgan says, uh, what character. Uh, is Session Baron Cohen's best character? Oh, Ali G, man, hands yeah, down. Say Ali G, yeah. You know you've got, like, to... listen, they're, yeah. they're all good. Don't get me wrong, great actor, like, 
great comedian, fine. But Ali G was the original, and it's the one that most so resonates. Funny. You go back and you Let's still watch that honest. classic Ali G show now, and it's still Easy. so funny. And, it, and the thing is, it's still relevant. Do you know what I mean? Like the 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 mind, the the full process he had was so far ahead. Do you know oh, what I mean? Like in, in terms of his content and how he delivered it. Like you, you think about the 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 level of banner that he was doing unexpectedly. He still does it now to this day, but like people didn't even know what they were what they were letting themselves into, and he didn't give a fuck. And I love that. Ali G for yeah. me, hands down. The best. It's, it's, you know, character. it's funny because it, I, I put this question in, right? and um, it's funny because I obviously got the ambassador uh, uh, role, and uh, you know, I put on Facebook, and my friend messaged me at the end of Ali G in the house. He goes back. He lives in Jamaica, and he's 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 all like a weed ambassador or something. There's a song, oh, oh Mr. Ambassador, and he's like smoking weed. He's got all these girls, and he's like, is this, <laughs> is this you now, Dave? And I was like, I fucking wish. I mean, um, um, but yeah, no, Ali G is, there, there's this classic scene from the Ali G show, but I, one of my favorites anyway, is that when he goes to, he goes to a farm in America and he's just, I'll have to find it and I'll put it on, on something. It's just, it's so funny. He's talking to this old, like a veterinarian and he can't, yeah. still, he can't tell the difference between a veterinarian and a vet, like a veteran. So it's like, <laughs> and he's, so he keeps saying, he's like, what's the, what, you're in Vietnam? He's like, yeah, he's like, what, so they sent lots of vets there to help the animals in Vietnam? He's like, no, 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 you're getting confused between a veteran and a veterinarian. Oh, yeah, yeah. So what are you then? He's like, I'm both. And he's like, I can't, I can't take it. It's so <laughs> and it's just, you can see this man who is obviously a genuinely lovely man just thinking, you're but a thick piece like, it's just Shit. So yeah. <laughs> oh, but that but was a I will, of I will it. say Borat was good yeah but Borat you don't good. relate to Borat as much no I don't relate to do you know what I mean Borat. Bruno you don't relate Bruno to Bruno was okay like, 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 was okay like he, he's the they're all okay Bruno. but like Ali G was the one bruv Ali G for me hands yeah. down I'm gonna watch some Ali G show yeah we're, we're both we're both uh, um We'll both say Ali G. All right. Uh, Shane says, Indeed. do you agree KFC varies from place to place? Now, my friend Gary, his, a friend, uh, his cousin, Greg, I used to go to Tottenham with, called himself, self-proclaimed the KFC kid, and he would just go around rating right. KFCs um, right. on his, like, MySpace or some shit. And, <laughs> 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 but I do believe there is some... There, it's not like McDonald's, like where I, I know you don't eat this kind of food as, as much, but like McDonald's is pretty much the same above the ball, right? But there is a there is a difference in KFC, like the KFC because is they have to have it in Australia. They have to cook. Oh yeah, that is true. So the difference is obviously with McDonald's. McDonald's food is all shipped in. It's all pre-made at one factory and shipped yeah. in, and they just heat uh, it up. Yeah, like yeah. it's not like with the with KFCs. Although the, the seasoning comes in and the chicken comes in, they have to mix it together and cook it and, you know, whatnot. Yeah. But in terms of like KFC shit, UK KFC is dog shit. But when I went to Jamaica, when I was in Jamaica for a month, like the KFC out there, bruv, they have biscuits, they have grape, they have all these different things that like we don't biscuits. even have. Biscuits are weird. They are weird. It's like bread, but not bread, but biscuit, not it's, biscuit. It's like it's, a, a savoury scone. 
Yes, it is. That is a good representation of it. It doesn't go well, man. This is how, you know, although I remember it's just reminding me of the time that I was doing a tour in South Africa. Yeah. I had one night off and they put me in this Airbnb in the outskirts of Durban, in the middle of fucking nowhere, right? And I'd been told the whole time by every comedian, everyone I worked with in South Africa, I was like, don't get any trains here because you will get robbed. You will get robbed. Yeah. You walk on and they will rob you for everything you got. The train people will rob you. And I was like, fuck, okay. And then <laughs> I had a night off and I, um, I sprained my ankle really bad. I was actually, yeah. I was really bored in this Airbnb and I watched everything on the Netflix that I, I wanted to watch. And I was playing the lava game by myself on the beds and sofas. You know, the floor <laughs> right. is lava. A grown man, yeah. a, a grown fucking man. <laughs> and I jumped off and I landed on one of my trainers and I, I uh, twisted my ankle. So I busted my ankle and I was like, fuck. So I'm in a lot of pain now and I, I can't get any food delivered. And uh, I, can't, I couldn't work out because they didn't have Uber Eats or anything like that. So I was like, there is a KFC walkable distance. Just like hobble right. there and I'm like, and I walked there and then it was by a train station. And as I come out of KFC, a train pulled up and all the train people got off. And I was like, I'm going to get robbed. I'm going to get robbed from my KFC. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like walking back with like a limp, like something from like some horror film where they're like trying to rush back home. And, and you know, the bad guys are like, I've just got a whole bucket of chicken as well. Just pretend it's from my family. And I'm like, the train people are coming. And, uh, and I didn't. And then I, 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 I got back safe to my uh, to my Airbnb, and um, and then the guy come pick me up the next day. Daryl, his name was. He was another comedian. He, he he's like my chauffeur, and he was yeah. like, "What did you do last night?" I was like, uh, "I went and got KFC, and then the train pulled up, and then I got scared." He's like, "Oh, because of the train people, we've been winding you up the whole time, bro." And I was like, oh, "Well, they say brute. We've been winding you up the whole time, brute." Brute. 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 I was like, "You're a fucking prick." Oh mate, I remember. I remember being in in Florida and was uh, a paintball event in World Cup in Florida, and we had some South Africans staying in one of the villas, and they obviously party hard and they're not you know fuss, but they were in a different villa to us. So the next day they come back and everyone's hanging, like everyone looks like shit, you know, and one of the South Africans is like, "Bro, do you want to see? Do you see what we got up to last night?" I was like, yeah, yeah, what'd you get up to? He said, yeah, we got fucked. We found these girls. We brought them back to the villa. Had a proper party. Got proper messy. But look at all the pictures. So he goes through his iPad. And then one of the new... He was almost like a... Uh, I, can't remember his, I can't remember his job role. But basically, he's one of these guys that comes into the company. Hasn't really played paintball. You know, he's just kind of like an analyst, an analytical person. Anyway, come in. They must have got him wasted. And then there's pictures of them with their balls in his face, uh, dick on his mouth, where he got wasted and collapsed, and they absolutely violated him so hard. But not only that, took pictures of it all and then showed it to everybody. So then later on that day, he turns up to the booth and everyone's like, bro, that is nuts. He didn't even know it happened. So to imagine you come the next day and you find out that a man's had his penis on your mouth like video yeah, slapping I his bet, dick I on your face. They played rugby, hundred percent. Oh that yeah, is, yeah. That is rugby yeah. player mentality, like, like, like that. But you know, I party. You know. Um, what would you do? Like, what would you do if you woke up the next day and there was a video of and remember, you don't know these people, bruv. 
You don't know these people. They weren't like friends. Oh, like oh, oh, You would have to, innit? You would have to start sparking. I would spark out everybody. Like, are you mad? But yeah, he got violated, bruv, and then tried to laugh it off. I was like, you're nuts. You know. Yeah, you know, weird. you met that uh, guy four days ago <laughs> and he didn't even buy you a drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the question is, yes, KFC varies. <laughs> went off on uh, like... That went from KFC to putting somebody's dick in their mouth and listening to But listen, KFC's shit. Bring on Morley's, mate. Fuck it. They uh, need to change their restaurant. Right. Farah goes with a more tame... Um, What's one thing that you wish you had known when you began your career? Oh, shit. But what would you I say mean, your career was? Uh, yeah, training, I, would I you say, like, 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 I would say, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would say, like, your bread and butter would be kind of some kind of fitness. Or, like, last uh, yeah, night we was on yeah. the phone. I was like, how do I get rid of belly fat? And you told, he was like, uh, what did you say? Yeah, like, I, I proceeded yeah. to tell you the answer, and then you proceeded to argue with me about why you don't want to do that. And uh, I'm like, bro, you told me to, you like, he was like, <laughs> Drink a bar full of water a fucking a day. I'm like, what? Well, listen, if you, you know, you want to do I'm it, you do it. If you don't I've got a two-litre bottle in my hand right now. I am doing it. How much of, it, how much of your two-litre bottle have you drunk? I've got about a quarter left, so, yeah. Quarter? I've got literally, in my two-litre, I've got a mouthful left. It's not a fucking who can drink the most water competition, you fucking dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> just saying oh, yeah. you know you get in the habit but good I'm glad you got a two litre bottle mate because that's that's literally one and a half litres more than you normally drink you just downed it in one didn't you <laughs> you just downed it in one <laughs> so you definitely got more than a quarter in there then eh? <laughs> well, you, listen. Like, I said how do you lose belly fat he said fucking drink four litres of water I'm I'm trying to do two liters. I feel like I'm waterboarding myself. Yeah, yeah that's how you're gonna said, lose weight. You talk to I yourself. Said, said, I also Fuck said you know. cut out the fucking alcohol and mm-hmm. don't eat so much shit, like as well as right. Told but listen to the to anymore. the question to to Sarah's question because it is a very good question and it is a you know it's one that I often look back at. Like so, if we're gonna just think about forget the kickboxing, forget the art, forget all the other businesses like just a gym. So when I started as a personal trainer, I was very much like, I love gym, I love fitness. But the one thing they never teach you, hence the reason there's so many PTs with not, not, not any clients, because in when you learn to become a personal trainer, they don't teach you how to do business. So you have to learn that business side on the go. So a lot of PTs get their qualification, stick a, go into a gym, stick their picture up on the wall and then end up being coming a gym cleaner because they claim to pay their way. So <clears throat> the one thing I would have probably told myself was to like focus on being independent earlier, like really push forward being independent and not relying on, you know, gyms or gym owners or anything to kind of get control over you the best thing i ever did was have my own gym like you know but the reality of it when i when i had a conversation with danielle i was on a beach in thailand we just had a really good year with personal training we were working in the gym group and you know we're on a beach and i'm like oh, i've got this game plan i'm going to come back home i'm going to like monetize my boot camps get people to start paying for those 
then by the end of the year, I'm going to have my own gym and it's going to be this and going to be that and everything's going to be perfect. Had a perfect game plan, came back to the UK. The second day of the gym, they fired me for a technicality. Um, and I was like, fuck, what do I do now? Like I've, I've, you know, that was my whole plan was to, to, to mm. like go back and do this thing. So then I got another person who, uh, who had a gym space was like, oh, you can come to my gym. Like, it'd be all good. Like, again, I was thinking, great, I can rely on this person. Set everything up, get ready to go. The day before I was supposed to start, I just get a text message. Oh, sorry, mate, can't do it now. Uh, I'll have to explain later. To this day, never got an explanation for it. But all that did, all that did was push me into getting my own gym. So I didn't have to rely on these other places who could just kick me out the day because they feel like it or let me yeah. down because they feel like it. So I, it did take me a year. So I had, I had to, the biggest lesson I learned in that transition was sometimes to get everything you want, you have to let go of everything you currently have. I lost all my clients. I lost my gym. I lost my motivation. All I focused on was trying to get this new space. But as soon as I got that space, I look at the climate now where there's, there, you know, especially the earlier times where gyms weren't really open and it was like, there were people going, I've been kicked out. I can't even train. At least with me and Danielle, if we wanted to, we could still go to our gym and train. Whereas mm. some of these PTs were like, I got nothing. You know, I've got a couple of dumbbells at home. So the biggest lesson I would ever tell anyone who's starting a career is never feel like, never rely on it just for what it is. Always set it up so you protect yourself down the line because if you haven't got that independence, someone will come around someday and just pull the rug from underneath your feet. So that would be my, yeah. you know, my bit well, for yeah, that, you're really. All like, see, see that? He's all like, oh, look how uh, entrepreneurial I am. And I'm, you know, do this and do that and work hard. You achieve what you want. And I'm like, uh, um, um, don't try and scan through stuff at home base that is not what you're actually putting through the till. That's what I would say first because you will get set. Uh, uh, oh, is that what you, is that what yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, when I used to work in a pub, like my friends would come in. I was like 18, used to work in a pub, the Goose in Wolverstow. My, my friends would come in and I would get around beers, shots, everything like that. 20p orange cordial. I was like ripping that place to shreds. Don't do that stuff. It'll come back and bite you in the ass. Uh, but, um, you know, seriously though, if, you know, any younger comedians are listening and if there's any advice I could give you, I don't fuck know, um, would be that you have more time on stage than you realize. Like sometimes you might hit a joke and, you know, you get to know the punchlines, you get to know where to expect the laughter. And sometimes you, 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 you hit that punchline and the laughter is usually a big roar and it's more of a giggle and that will cause your body to panic because you'll be like, fuck, they're going to hate me. Um, uh, quick. And then, and then what you would do is you would tell the next joke really quick. Um, but what I would say is that you have more time on that stage than you realize. So if you hit that punch and you don't get the response that you, you are expecting, then you listen, you can go, you can take a swig of your glass of water, your pint, whatever you have on stage with you, and then tell the next one and they don't and the audience will don't even realize that you're in your head you're shitting yourself because you're like is that why they should have laughed they should have laughed comedians i watch comedians and they're like they they kind of they like i've seen 
Kevin Hart do that. I've seen uh, who's the other one that used to drink loads on stage. Um, when you do a bit, if you're watching these these Netflix specials uh, where they're on a stage for an hour, an hour and a half, you're going to get thirsty. It's hot. It's hot and sweaty up there. Right. I don't. I wouldn't say that the pros are. No. And sometimes, no, no, sometimes I'm, you'll, sorry, you'll no, bleed the laughter. <laughs> Like you'll, no, you'll I'm talking about going. the early, the early stage, like Def Comedy Jam. So, like the Netflix oh, yeah, specials yeah, tend probably, to be, yeah, yeah. yeah just, tend just to be like, parents, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was like there, the, the Def do. Comedy Jam was like the the underground, you know, black comedy, and so like that's where you saw Dave Chappelle, you saw um, Chris Tucker, Bernie Mac, all those guys in their prime, or you know, and coming up. So like you used to see. I guess what you would class as like, um, what did you say the other week where, where you're doing like a test runs on some of your jokes and stuff. So it's not always your yeah, best yeah. material. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, working for Oh yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, there you go. Right, let's move on. Um, <laughs> Vicky says, is it okay to laugh if you see a blind person trip over? Uh, yeah, internally. Internally, no, man, I, I guess you. Shit. I would laugh at that shit. We, we, I would, you would yeah. laugh out loud. Yeah, man. No, imagine, imagine you see a blind person trip over their own dog. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me that. No, that's not a funny thought in your head. Because uh, it is. And you, if so anyone is listening to this and they think that's not funny, they're wrong. Because that is funny. <laughs> okay, but my question is, if you if you chuckle or laugh, you at least you'll walk towards them and help them, right? You <laughs> oh, understand yeah, the point. Like, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's this, this, I mean, a blind person is a bit extreme, but like just seeing a person in general fall over will never not be funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't I mean, care how old I, you are. You could be in a foreign so, country where you don't yeah. speak the language. You see someone fall over, everyone start laughing. Tom says, uh, you have to piss dry sand for the rest of your life or poo a literal hard brick every day or every year on your birthday. Sorry. Piss sand or shit bricks. Yeah, but you well, get one big old literal brick as it come out of your arsehole on your birthday as well. So like, like day that you know, um, or you piss sand, which will be like I don't know. I don't see, <clears throat> the thing is, have you got right? sand in your willy hole? Yeah, no, it's not nice. Like mm. the thing is, if you were shitting a brick every day or every other day no, every or, year. You know, no. once a week no, on your oh, no, 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 no I'm explaining you could probably get used to the expansion of your anus well yeah I have seen I have seen is, uh, people take whole, whole arms up their arsehole yeah so. like the pro- so I'm assuming the body will adapt to, to shitting out bricks right I mean if they're square edged that's going to be a bit sharp and a bit scratchy but it's no different to one of those really da- naughty fucking poos right that fucking deads up your butthole but anyway but doing that once a year, you're gonna rip your asshole every year, bro. Mm. There's just gonna be a gaping it just, mess. It's just horrible when you, know, you got a big old shit and it's bigger than usual and it hurts, man. It just, it just, <laughs> it even hurts. Even though I can soothe it with some some water afterwards, it, it's not nice. You, you could you could mid splash me on your toilet <laughs> to to lube it up a little bit. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I, I just <laughs> sometimes they catch you unexpected as well, like they. Uh, they start off thin and then they grow big. Like, what's that about? Hey, hey. Oh my! What is this show? Fucking hot air balloon, huh? Who shits like a hot air balloon? I just have to say, before he met, because I know he's gonna listen to this. 
but Charlie said he sent me a message uh, with a question and by far the most vile question me and Dave have ever heard and that has ever been sent in it is official Charlie Sad has the first question to be He's saying banned. something when I said I'm not answering that yeah do you know what I mean for all the things yeah. that you've ever come to me with Charlie Sad has the official first banned question that will it never get it was, it was vile and, and uh, you know and, and, and sod it and, <laughs> and I think that's it for the questions really hi it's it? me um, David Alfie Ward your cuddly friend I'm here to tell you if you want to get in touch and ask us a question, suggest a topic, send us a confession. You can do that at has it come to this podcast at gmail.com, Instagram, cabin fever underscore productions, and obviously me on Instagram as well, David Alfie Ward. Slide into those DMs, tell me your confessions, tell me your topics, ask us a question, and we'll see you on the other side. We will move on now uh, to Reese's Pieces. Big pieces, little pieces, matter pieces, Reese's Pieces, head pieces, neck pieces, hair pieces, Reese's Pieces, eye pieces, nose pieces, Reese's Pieces, famous flavor of Reese's peanut butter in a fucking shell. You love them to pieces. Yes, you, man, what are you saying? Um, I just want to apologise in advance for the background noise. I've had to get myself, wait for it. A job. <laughs> like an actual nine to five. It's been mad, but you know, it is what it is. Um also, due to the new COVID restrictions, I've been, you know, a bit short on time to come up with this fact. So it's gonna be shit. Am I sorry? <laughs> Debatable. Anyway, here's one that I use um just as a little icebreaker normally. And hopefully, you know, I don't know, do with it what you will, might spark some conversation. But did you know that elephants are the only other animal, aside from the human, that can do a headstand? Like I said, sorry about the fact. So do you think uh, there must be other, I'm pretty sure I've seen other animals that can do a headstand. Like, it's not just elephants that can do it. I don't know. A full headstand, like weight on your head. Well, oh, I, do that. Like, I've never been to a, a circus where they obviously have animal cruelty and they have animals in the circus doing tricks. No. But like... Do you know I mean, elephants... Yeah. Um, apparently elephants let off the same signal in their brain that humans let off when they look at a puppy. When So when a human looks at... When a, when a, when a human looks at a puppy, it sends off this signal of like, oh, look, it's adorable and cute. And when an elephant yeah. sees a human, apparently it, it feels we're... Um, we're really, we're really cute, but you know. So it feels um, real puppy. So you could just. I don't think we're a puppy, but the, we're just cute. cute you to, could have told to, that to the elephants I met in Thailand that tried to kill me. Like, I yeah, was but they're a, Asian was, elephants. They they don't like black people. Asian elephants <laughs> don't like black people. <laughs> no, the, the guy, the, the the guy said because in Thailand everyone's tiny. The guy said when I was stroking a little baby elephant and walking with it. They thought I was trying to steal the baby elephant, so they basically tried to crush me with their body. So yeah. two big elephants. Well, I hope you went to a nice sanctuary and not a, a, a horrible sanctuary. Yeah, maybe we went, went to a rescue sanctuary. Huh? Yeah. Have you, you know ever been to Thailand? What did you do? Yeah, I did. I I I I got caught in a in a tourist trap on a day off on on my tour, and I rode an elephant. No. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. You scumbag. I listen. I it was one of those things that I just oh, never we're thought losing about. Followers, it. I can see them. I can see them. No, <laughs> I never thought about back. it. Right, I, I and I just thought, oh yeah, cool. Like you know, like ride an elephant. Why not? And um, 
and I just I didn't and then it was it was only as I kind of climbed over this elephant and it was all squidgy uh it was all uh, I sat on this elephant it was all squidgy and soft and I was like I realized at that moment I thought I shouldn't be doing this I thought this is really cruel I thought yeah I won't you know I won't tell my friends about it I won't take any pictures and I'll just forget it ever happened and and I realized that is exactly the same thought process that every girl that's climbed on top of me while we're having sex has had <laughs> so Yeah, I guess so. That's when I realised that should be. I, I'll never do that again. Um, so no, no, it's really, it's really cruel. I, I, I learned the hard way by actually participating in it, and I am a scumbag for that. I know I am, but at least I learned from my mistake, you know. And um, oh yeah. shit, you definitely. So, but yeah. uh, anyone, anyone, anyone that does ever go to Thailand, you know, um, and has the opportunity yeah, to go don't, to don't an take a elephant. fucking picture of a drugged up thi- tiger either. You fucking scumbag. No, do you know what? I'll be honest with you. And like, this is where we're going to go. On so obviously I did the Tiger Kingdom when I was there and oh, I was oh, on the oh, same impression first. No, no, wait, wait, listen. I was on the same impression first and the, the tour guide made, the, the, the guy that was in the, the cage made a good point. He said, you think about a house cat, a house cat most of the day spends its time sleeping. Like lions and tigers are, are, are exactly the same. You know, they spend the most of their time sleeping. And the, when me and Daniel went into the cage, this big, massive cage with these two tigers in there, one was lying down and was stroking the one that's lying down. And then the other one uh, stands up. So the guy's like, oh, come follow us. Now, these, these guys have got these little, probably 30 centimeters, little sticks. And I'm like, okay, that stick is not going to stop a tiger, right? He's like, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Says to Daniel grab the tiger's tail, hold the, grab the tiger's tail and walk with it. So she does that. She gets the tiger's tail Sounds and this cool, tiger, bro, like no, this tiger turns around and looks at her like, the fuck you doing? And that, from that moment on, I was like, yeah, these things ain't drugged. So yes, let's, let, let's move on. Don't, don't touch animals, basically, unless you're in a petting zoo and it's a pig. Hello, the right. Okay, first one up is I've been having a little think about romance, and I pulled this one from my personal archive, although it wasn't me. Which is a man filmed having sex with a tree in broad daylight. Um, the so this was a man who appeared to be naked was was caught having sex with a tree in broad daylight in a town thought to be in Florida. The sexual encounter was spotted by one driver who stopped. And- shock and started filming the incident well how do you have sex with a tree like so he's obviously a bit delirious right he's had a bit of pcp or some shit or like have you seen the film friday he got a bit of angel dust sprinkled in his in his spliff (laughs) (laughs) and he's he's obviously a bit too Uh, but my big you know sometimes go on go on no you go well, I see sometimes the, the, the tree grows and there's a few trees that I've seen that look like vaginas. That is true. I don't know what it is, what the technical term is. It's almost like a hole starts to form in the middle of a, a yeah, tree yeah, or yeah. a party, you know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe he saw that and he's a bit drunk and he's thought, I'm going to put... Because, you know, we, we all do it, don't we? We all go... I, I remember I was, in, um, I was in B&M not so long ago and I was in the dog toy section and there was this weird dog toy <laughs> and it had like some... 
It was like round and it had some like soft little prickles in it. I thought, I want to put my dick in that. You know? <laughs> Please tell me. Because you you're buy not it. a man. Please no, I didn't buy it. No, I didn't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not a man unless you, you, you've had a random thought. You've looked at something and thought, I want to put my dick in that. And we don't do it. Maybe this man just, just did it. But the bigger question is the bigger question is with that, right? Is who stops and films a man fucking a tree? Like, yeah, I know you would. I, there's something wrong with that, that guy. There is something wrong no, with that guy. No, 100%. I would, I would, I would, um, so I did a little And basically, sexual attraction to plants and trees is called dendrophilia. Um, so, classically and understandably, there's a whole Reddit article about it. And according to um, V Room Bang Bang, um, who's also a dentrophile. <laughs> Room bang bang. He, uh, right. he announces that I'm Korean here, and there are stories of Buddhist monks in Asia. Brackets they had to be celibate. Close brackets that put warm, soft tofu tofu in holes of trees for reasons. How do you make love to a tree? So basically, this means that I mean, I already knew that sort of like Catholics have like quite a poor record in terms of paedophilia, but I'm just quite pleased that all the Buddhist monks in Asia have got their own quirk going on as well. Wow. I mean, at least I mean, tofu is you know good what? for something. It's, it's, it's human nature to want to fuck, right? That's what we want. We, we, we want to fuck, and we want to, you know. It's not about and, the connections, though, David. And uh, but so that's what all these religions with celibacy. They're always fucking things. Priests are fucking kids, you know. <laughs> monks are fucking tofu trees. It's like that's just just what happens. Just, 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 just. Why don't you just admit that 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 not fucking is a bad idea for your psyche, and then you might not fuck a tree with tofu. You might not fuck a child. And I don't know why I put the tree like that was the more the the the, the more the um, sinister accusation. <laughs> yeah, the more sinister hit. Uh, but it's like I, I remember watching a documentary when I was in school, and it was on Channel Five, and it was about guys that like to fuck cars. What? And put their dicks in the exhaust, right? Wait, and I think I see people, this. There are people that do it. It's not that big a thing, obviously. And they put these two guys in touch. And I mean, this was like when the internet was early age. So yeah. they put these two guys in touch that, that both like fucking cars. And one went to stay in the other one's house. And then in the middle of the night, he found the other guy fucking his car. And it was like, like he found somebody fucking his wife. It was like, it was like kicked him out of his house, everything like that. And I promise you, I, I've looked for this documentary since. I can't, I can't remember what it's called. So I just typed like, guy fucking car, like it's his wife. And we get some weird videos come up. Um, <laughs> My wife is at her most agreeable roughly 20 minutes after we have sex. So far this year, I've successfully negotiated the purchases of a 4K telly, an Xbox, and a BT Sports subscription using this tactic. Um, mainly for Kent, is there anything that you've negotiated before or after sex um, which you wouldn't otherwise have managed? Uh, no, because I get whatever I want in life. Um, but that is a very good tactic. Yeah, you really wanted, you really only... wanted to build a walking wardrobe, didn't you? You get what you want, boy. You get what you want, girlfriend. Oh, you don't think I don't get what I want afterwards? Mm? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, don't you think? Yeah. All right. Calm down, son. Um, this guy, this guy is building a walking wardrobe to get a blowjob, and he thinks that's a good tactic. Like, what a what, his, his mind is warped. <laughs> anyway, so what I'm what I'm saying is that's a very good tactic however it's slightly flawed because if you can give the good dick 
then yeah, one hundred percent, you could probably negotiate some good good things if she's feeling very very satisfied. But you, it can severely backfire if you give it a bit of a limp dick. Do you know what I mean? And it's kind of like, eh, yeah, babe. So uh, as you're panting away, yeah, babe. What so can I go get, get an Xbox? You can't get a fucking Xbox. You can't. Furthermore, pay me five hundred pound. Mm. You gotta make her come in it. You gotta, You've gotta make her. I don't no, know. Mate, Alex, you, not even You gotta make her legs quiver and her whole shit fall all over the place. That that Bernie Mac bit. You giving her the dick. <laughs> the coffee. You Stir it like motherfucking coffee. Your, yeah. <laughs> you, you could have a you could have a patch in your eye. Or your leg could be broke. She'll be like, you patch out, leg, motherfucker. <laughs> Can you insert that bit of stand up into this? But you get a woman, black woman, man. I'm gonna tell you something. I don't care how meek that woman is, how soft spoken she is. If you're giving her the dick. <laughs> Whatever wrong with you, she gonna let you know. You can have a patch on your eye, your leg could be broke. If you get up there, she'll be like, Woo! Shit! You patch eye motherfucker. You broke leg, son of a bitch! You know you in this motherfucker. Kick it! You don't understand, goddamn. Oh, that's classic. But yeah, I think I think it only works if you give it a good dick. The okay, I think I think we got a message. So Kent, you are definitely amazing in bed. Have, is there anything that you've agreed to though in bed that you've regretted afterwards? Because it sounds like you have lived a life of no regrets. Yeah, it's boring because like no, I I don't think I use it as a negotiation tactic uh, or a bargaining tool. If I'm honest, um, that's just not me. Yeah. I, I always say to a girl, 20 minutes after sex, I say, um, is it okay if I leave now? And then I go. <laughs> yes, I think it's best. Let's never talk about this again. <laughs> <laughs> it was like riding an elephant in Thailand. <laughs> All right, next up is, if I see a lorry overtaking a lorry for a reason I don't justify as good enough, I quickly accelerate alongside it and block it. Especially if a big hill is coming up. Bit of payback for all the times that they hold cars up. Either of you guys do this? No. no that guy that guy that guy's got a, a bigger issue than, than <laughs> just Lawrence. <laughs> like there is there is a he he has some skeletons in his closet, that man, and he takes out all the lorry drivers and bananas not oh. being around. I think I do that. You think you do that? You think you would do that I or you or you not- do, do that? I have done that. It's not really even consciously. It's just I see red, especially on the A11 as well, where it's like two lanes and there's no need to overtake because you can't go, you can only go like one mile an hour fast anyway. So literally I've never seen the point. Mm. I, I feel like this one might be the first one that's actually your confession. Well, the, I saw it and I was like, I totally do that. And, um, but no, no one else does. It's just like, I like to feel like I'm, Repping my 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 brothers and sisters on the road, um, but you guys, you guys, <laughs> you see everybody as your 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 brothers and sisters. I, I I'm 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 quite an easy going. Like if I'm on on a motorway, I just don't like people up my ass. I just that really that really pisses me off. And if someone if someone you know is flashing to get by, I won't I won't let them by. I'll slow I'll slow down. 
that, that, that really that that's a bugbear. Okay, fair enough. All right. Uh, the and uh, finally, uh, this is more uh, Kent again. One more time. When my teenage son urinates on the toilet seat, I use his own bath towel to wipe it off. If I grab a bath towel out of the bathroom and wipe it, it's only a towel that's in the bathroom. You can go wipe your hands on it potentially. Do you know what I mean? It's not like a ded dedicated towel to his, oh, uh, yeah. to him. But look, the worst thing is if 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 someone pisses on the toilet seat and Danielle sits in it, <laughs> that's that's when you must just like, leave. Pack, your, what, pack your pack your bags and leave, motherfucker. <laughs> why is she sitting straight? Or why is she walking in, pulling down her Jake leggings or whatever, and sitting yeah. straight on a seat? Who knows? I think I think for women, because women don't touch toilet seats. However, do you know what I discovered? It's rare off topic, but I discovered you know women piss on toilet seats more than guys. Have you ever lifted? You know, you lift, as a guy, you lift you lift up the rim. Yeah. Have you ever seen the piss on the underneath of the toilet seat? So sometimes they piss like vertically. It's like, like well, shooting it, 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 like... it shoots. Like if you listen to a girl piss, it sounds like a fucking like you know when the hose pipe pops off and goes. Psh! everywhere yeah, it's not like a streamlined yeah. piss like a guy do you know what i mean we're the fucking jet nozzle on the fucking you know, mm, on the hose I don't know. they're I the think... fucking sprinkler system like it goes everywhere bro unless you got foreskin if you got foreskin it, it i don't know kind of, it, it's like yeah so, I don't, so like when you ain't got foreskin your piss is like a streamline you got like foreskin, a zip alex? wire alex you got foreskin hello Alex. Alex. Hello, can you hear me? <sighs> yes. Hello? Did you hear what I just said? Uh, no, you cut out again. Okay. All right. Do you have Don't foreskin, worry. Alex? I, li I still can't hear that one. <laughs> Alex? He's just, he just not answering the question. He's just literally pretending like his audio don't work. No, so I he hasn't got an answer. He's like, what? <laughs> can you hear me? I can hear you now. Do you have foreskin? Uh, right, that's ah. what I didn't hear. Um, ah. Okay, this is a question that is not going on a podcast, David. I, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> He's so uncomfortable with it. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. That is funny. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I might uh, keep that in. Last two stories um, are sexual in nature, um, and I believe that they should be able to relate slightly uh, to Ken and David. Um, crushed by sex. It was with my ex-boyfriend, and I'm a pretty small person, brackets five foot and 95 pounds. And he is big, plus he gained weight of six foot three and 250 pounds. And he was on top of me, refusing to use his arms to support his upper body, causing him to rest his entire chest weight on top of me. Oh my God. I kept telling him to pop himself up, but he kept saying his arms were tired and I was basically suffocating. I started wheezing very loudly and needed my emergency inhaler. To make things worse, he got mad at me for ruining the moment and then he came. <laughs> So he is like hands down by his side, like what? He's like thrusting. He's like face to face, like because his forehead is on her forehead, nose to nose, thrusting. Stop ruining the moment! Stop ruining the moment! What the fuck is this guy? <laughs> That's some seal sex. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> he 
gross, man. Who fucking has sex like that? that and it says my arms are tired, you know? That is fucking killer. That has fucking killed me completely, bro. <coughs> Um, Alex, hands down, hands down, that's the funniest shit you've ever said to me. I've ever heard come out your mouth. And it wasn't you that wrote it, I know, but that is fucking funny. Yeah, no, that that's a no go, man. Any guy that's a plus guy, you know, you're if you're a you know if you're a medium guy, you might get away with that shit. But when Trust you're, me, when you're I know, XXL, I know, like, nah, I've, you've listen, I've had to, I've had to move, I've had to move from the the palm supporting, you know, with the outstretched arms supporting me. Down to the elbow, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, but I'm yeah, never yeah. gonna thrust whole body weight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, I, just... And I think I don't think girls realise how fucked your hands. Are. You know when you hold a position and you're on a mattress yeah, and you're like, your knuckles and your arms are shaking, but your knuckles are like indenting themselves into your palm and your hand, and like you take it, you finish. And you come and then you lay there and the sound of, oh, isn't you like feeling relief? It's you opening your hands back up thinking, oh, fuck, the freedom I feel. So, yeah, I couldn't yeah. do that. That That is that is fucking hilarious. He was banging on the sill sex and the fact that he still come when she was gasping for her asthma pump. That is peak, bruv. That is hilarious. I think we should definitely leave it on there, though, because that is hilarious. Done. Uh, all right. Well, on that, on that sill fucking bombshell. <laughs> Face to face. <laughs> You're <laughs> <in the> moment. <laughs> um, uh, well, that's it for, for, for uh, you know this week's uh, has it come to this. Of course, we'll be back on Sunday with a slightly different kind of episode with with a guest on and a deeper kind of um, has it come to this laid bare as I like to call it. So stick around for that. Make sure you subscribe, like, tell your friends, um, and thank you for listening as always. And um, on, on that bombshell, as I'm, I always have to say now, <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson. Clarkson. <laughs> um, um, uh, it, it's a goodbye from me. That's a bye from me. And a bye from me. Yo, diggity, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Drugs is ruining people's lives. <laughs>